queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. We got a fun show. We got some crazy ass guests with us today. Lots of shit going on in WWAEW. But before we get rolling into all that, the just y'all know how much the Jester loves to talk and loves to get shit off her chest. And this week is no exception. So Jolie, Flojers. Wrestling companies, indies. Doesn't matter if you're pro indie or just getting started. Do better. Florida and Texas are passing bills against trans people. AEW, you have a trans wrestler, yet you don't do anything to support her or the community. Do fucking better. Texas has just taken off the uh, suicide hotline off their website, so trans kids can't call it. I want to challenge Every indie wrestling company that is in Florida and in Texas. So I'm talking about Michelin Pro. Uh, I'm talking about WrestleRave. I'm talking about CCW in Florida. I want you guys to do shows promoting and protecting trans kids. Because that is the highest statistic of suicides among the LGBTQ community. Especially trans kids of color. We all talk about how wrestling is inclusive, not exclusive. Start acting like it. I want WrestleRave and Mission Pro to do shows that raise money for awareness for the bills that are getting passed in your state. Staying with CCW. Our lives matter. Their lives matter. And I'm so sick and tired of everybody just being fucking quiet about this because science is compliance and compliance is deadly. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that a prominent TikToker named Milo from Lincoln, Nebraska, killed themselves this week because Lincoln, Nebraska had a petition where over 14,000 people signed it to get a law overturned protecting trans people and the LGBT community. Every trans person that is killed either by themselves or by somebody else, because you know what's going to happen, and it has been happening. This is on every fucking Republican's head that is in those two states, and every fucking homophobic, transphobic cocksucker out there. And just to put a little thing out, there's one thing that queer community hates doing, and that's outing people. But I'm going to let you in a little secret. You've pissed off a wrong bunch of fucking queer people. Because... Gen Zers 
are actually fucking scary. And the millennials and the Gen Xers that have been putting up with this bullshit for this long, we're going to start outing you fuckers. And we don't do that unless it's absolutely necessary. So if you ever got to reach around in a bathroom, a locker room, uh, a Boston steamer or any fucking gay thing in a bathroom or phone booth or in a fucking car, we will find you and we will out you. Do better. Make things better because a kid does not deserve to die because of your hatred. Thank you. Okay. I'm one normally not to piggyback anything off Jester says because I do, I mean, speaking on Michaela and myself, we definitely respect your views and everything as part of the LGBTQ plus community and everything. Um, speaking as a resident of Texas, I I do want to make this disclaimer to everybody. Not everybody in my state agrees with the shitty ass politics coming out of Austin. A lot of us believe that, I mean, I, a lot of us want Abbott out of office. We do want Senate limits uh, to get Cruz out of office and everything. So a lot of us cannot wait until November for the governor election so we can get Abbott out of office. Because when that um, recent uh, policy came into effect regarding trans youth and everything i was livid um and it's unbelievable how much of an asshole that abbott is and everything so jolie thank you as always for the and everything and yeah uh yeah everyone we need to do something we need world peace that's the biggest issue world peace let people be people you like who you like. You want to be who you want to be. People have too much saying what other people do. I feel like that's the biggest issue. Amen. Amen. And I will say something to that. Um, also, anybody that does listen to our podcast, anybody that follows EDS Sports Wrestling um, knows that I do. I am the department head for that. And I will say this. Um, I did a championship thing last month for, and I included Impact, AEW, and WWE for the women's and yes I did put Nyla Rose in there and just the hate that she got I'm gonna tell you don't bring it to that page because you're going to get blocked because I don't deal with that it is it's harassing and you wouldn't want someone else to do it to you so I back up and agree with Jolie you know 100% so um we're all not I understand it's a choice we made y'all you know respect each other because that was you you would want somebody to show you respect amen so amen can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Uh, you can don't... I introduce you first? Oh, yeah. yeah feel free. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, okay. Uh, none of us, uh, if you did, this guy's voice is one of our guests today and everything. Um, <laughs> it threw me off here, buddy. All right. Well, you know how we love to collaborate with our podcast, brothers and sisters and everything. So joining us today from Connecticut the Bump Boys podcast with Dan, Joe, and that last person you heard was Will. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Doing good. Doing pretty good. All right. Stupendous. Now, now, Will, what? Stupendous. All right. Now, Will, what did you want to say real quick? So with the whole, you know what's funny, yo? People contradict themselves. Look at, like, um, remember the whole thing with, like, Goldust back in the day? There's so many people who, like, support Goldust and what Goldust does. And a lot of people weren't fond of what Goldust did, but then now they come to realize mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, that's Goldust, that's Goldust. It's very similar to the whole standpoint of like, who cares, you know, whatever sex Nyla Rose was born as or 
if she, you know if she's trans if she sees herself as a female she's a female wrestler let her be a female wrestler you know what i'm saying like exactly i i don't get why people have to be like oh but but she they see you know some people are they see her as a as a as a male but then wasn't goldust portraying himself a man as a woman sometimes during wrestling and stuff like not saying it's a gimmick that what she's doing but that that's the best part about wrestling is you, you can use your mind use your creativity and just let people do what they you know it's not affecting you. Why does it? Why does it matter? I don't know. I never believe why people tend to hate on like the LGBT plus Q, uh, community and stuff like that. I don't know. To me, it um, just it's mind boggling. I don't know either because it's like I remember when Kayla said that she went to an AEW event and just like it was like a row or two over where like a bunch of assholes were just like spewing off uh, crap about Nyla and everything. It's just it's just fucking ridiculous. Uh, when me and Will went, there was nothing like that. Right oh really? Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, straight support is very. very like, I will say this once again. I feel like, especially a lot of like southern states, obviously, tend to not support. Like you know, ma- not say majority, but there's. I feel like there's more people in like southern states and like Midwest that may not support it as much as like, uh, like New England, northern states, stuff like that. But it's one of those things you don't want to lump everybody in the same, in the same pen and everything like that, or the same group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts. But now the support was great. I you know it's funny. I never even knew that she was trans. I always saw her as a female wrestler. That I remember when Danny and I've been watching AW for years. So I remember when she was like, Yeah, she's trans. I was like, really? But <laughs> I don't I don't see it. I just see her as a wrestler, you know what I'm saying? I don't see it All as right. thank you, thank you, thank you. That's thank perfect you. right there. Just it's like that's the perfect statement right there. Why can't people just sh- see her as a wrestler? Call it a day. Bada bing, bada boom. A wrestler that kicks some ass. There you go. Right. But she has and she brings energy, yo. Like she reminds me of uh of ODB, you know, that that energy, that mm-hmm. you know, that energy and that pride. That, that's the stuff I'd like to see. I feel like that's what we're missing in wrestling. Not enough of this energetic pride, you know. That's what I feel like WWE is missing, but you know, that, that's another another story for today. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing is when people say that's a man, and I get furious and I've been like I the, one of the original stories, like I literally got kicked off my old Twitter account because somebody was lobbing, you know, death threats and physical threats towards Nyla Rose. And I said, well, you know what? How about you come to Philly and I'll show you what a curb stomp really is. Mm. And that got me perma banned from that account. And what a lot of people don't understand, like with the hormones and all that stuff, before you can even start getting on hormones, you have to go through therapy. And then once you're on the hormones, you're still through therapy. You're through therapy until you actually go through the uh, gender reassignment. That's how it's supposed to work. So them saying that, oh, because it's a man as a woman, they're taking estrogen. So therefore their, their muscle weight, it's all different. And nobody wants to understand that, that they have different, different chemicals in their body. They don't have the testosterone because they're taking something to counteract it. And they don't get that. They, they don't want to do the time and do the research and just sit down and talk and listen. They, they would rather scream about, oh, he's going to look at my daughter while she's going to the bathroom. When statistically, I think it's every four out of five people that are sexually assaulted, raped, or peeped on are by family members and people that they know. You've got that maybe that random person, but it's normally people that you fucking know. Damn uncle. So yeah, so it's just people don't want to talk like they just they see something different, and you know 
they just like wipe their hands of it and it's just it's just disgusting and it like I, that's why i said you know i want like mission pro and wrestle rave and ccw to like be like those are the three that i i see most on internet on twitter and i know there's a lot more you know companies that i don't follow but mission pro is big and they have nyla rose on their show and you know and i can't wait and i really wish i was going to dallas for mania because i would have been going to Effie's big gay brunch down there for the sh- their show because I think that's fucking hilarious being in Texas. You know, that's one way to say fuck you to everybody in Texas. <laughs> and it's it's just it's just sad and you know knowing that a kid, a child who's still developing but knows that they're in the wrong body and they're just trying to get along and they get bullied and they get punished and they get all this shit piled onto them they're gonna kill themselves they're gonna hurt themselves they're gonna go to drugs they're gonna go to prostitution just to feel something because that's the stress and angst that the people that hate on them put on them and it's just disgusting and i think it's that as like you said this is the wrestling community mm-hmm. We've all been inclusive like you know i loved fucking gold dust you know, I think he was one of my favorite characters back in the day. And then, you know, growing up, I'm like, well, there was like, well, that that that's he's trying to be a woman. He's a fucking one before he got that like that whole shock therapy thing or whatever happened when he got electrocuted. He was awesome. Then when he got electrocuted, he was fucking hilarious with Booker T. Like that's the beauty part about wrestling is that they got to play characters. I mean, Cody Rhodes was not an alien. I mean, the only person that probably played themselves was RVD as a stoner. And right now, Matt Riddle as a stoner. I mean, <laughs> those are the only two people that I know that play themselves because Becky Lynch is not like that in real life. Nah. She's not that egotistical. I mean. Oh, Enzo, Enzo. We got to throw Enzo. Enzo definitely played himself. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. God, if somebody needs to be fucking punted like a chihuahua, it's Enzo. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just that was the beauty thing about wrestling. And it's like something that I told Lita when I met her is like when I was coming out in college, you know, finding myself, you know, finding my footing in the gay community because, you know, I grew up in a fucking white area. Everybody was quote unquote straight and, you know, getting my footing. And I told her like, you know, when I saw her and the Hardy boys, I realized I can be different. That's and looking at like with this whole situation, that's the beauty part of all this wrestling taught you to be different and i think they need to really step up their game on people be allowing the inclusiveness and aew really needs to step up their game with starting to ban people from their social media sites that promote hate i think that's what that and they these ladies know that i do not like aew for that specific reason oh yeah no you know they, they don't protect sunny kiss they don't protect Nyla rose in the comments and I bet, you know, they don't really care those two, but what, what happens when a trans kid or a gay kid sees that? And that's like, you know, Tony Khan has a responsibility to protect people and report the hate and block the hate because he wants to be this all powerful, best wrestling company in the world, blah, blah, blah. We'll do fucking better. And I'll say the same shit to WWE do fucking better. And that's all that matters in, in, when it comes to all this. We need to do fucking better. 
Like, I don't care if you like AEW. I don't care if you like New Japan. I don't care if you like Star. Uh, what's the the female? What, stardom. 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 Progress. I don't care if you like Indies in the Netherlands. I don't care if you like uh, Lucha Libre down in Mexico. I or anything in Puerto Rico. It doesn't matter where you like your wrestling or how you like your wrestling. The one thing about wrestling fans is that it's a giant community where we're all different shades of color, all different shades of gender, and all different genes of sexuality. And we love one another for the most part, except for the toxic assholes like JD from New York and that other little skinny shithead that used to run up his ass all the time. You know, there, they, there's so many fucking people that are promoting the hate and for like, you know, stoking it. And when you got people like you guys and us and the Clark brothers, and there's so many Steffi hypes and Steven, you know, promoting inclusiveness and loving, you know, being better for not only just ourselves, but for the community and kicking out these toxic assholes who have really small penises and think that they're better than everybody else. And you should know, I have no fucking filter. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, it's your show. Say, say what you gotta say. <laughs> we guess, we guess. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like I think you guys like listen to the show and everything. So you, yeah, you knew what you were signing up for when you came up when y'all decided to come I, I do have one question for you, Jody. Jolie, is it, uh, is, is it Jolie or Jody? Jolie, Jolie. All right. Uh, so don't be fucking her shit up, Joe. Don't be fucking her shit up. Don't be fucking the name up. <laughs> It's all good because my thing says Queen's Takeover, so he doesn't know who I am. I can understand. It's okay. It's all good. So my question is, I know in the wrestling community, there's always been this question of, is this acceptable? Is this not acceptable? My question for you is, as you know, a lot of us see wrestlers as wrestlers, whether they're female or male, that's that's another thing to it. At the end of the day, they're all wrestlers, all entertainers here for our enjoyment. How do you feel about men and women's intergender matches as long as it's oh let me let me start off with that question how do you feel about men and women intergender matches like I, men I, versus women i fucking love it because i've seen casey cattell kick the shit out of somebody i've seen Mia yim kick the shit out of a man you know i've seen vice versa jordan blade trisha dora you know i think intergender matches in certain aspects are cool i hate death match intergender matches that's because I'm not a deathmatch type of person. I don't like deathmatches. Mm. That's just the one thing that's always turned my stomach. Um, even back watching the old ECW days. Uh, just, I mean, yeah, I like the first blood matches because it was just one thing. But like when you know they're going purposely out there to cut and blade, it just n- never turned my stomach right. Because, okay, so in 14 days, it'll be f- roughly five years since I stopped self-harming and so seeing that like those types of things where they purposely do that it's a trigger so it's like you know to me oh you're promoting self-harm but I don't hate on it because that's what they want to do I mean I'll just say it's not my cup of tea it turns my stomach but I will never hate on it but again it's for some it's like a trigger for me but I love intergender matches I mean watching Mia Yim body slam Keith Lee was fucking awesome Mm. Like I, I, I'm would I would love to see some intergender matches in WWE. I would love to see Naomi versus Seth Rollins. I would love to see Becky Lynch against Corbin. She owes him. She oh, owes him for that deep six. I would love to see Ronda Rousey versus Matt Riddle. I would 
the two UFC guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> MMA backgrounds. Yeah. Charlotte um, versus Brock Cock. Yes. Oh God! I mean, I love Charlotte, but her boobs would be like a flotation device and bounce her over the ring. <laughs> oh man! They're like airbags. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> like, deploy. <laughs> Boom! Holy shit! Where'd she go? <laughs> <laughs> Put her, you know, put her in a cage match. As soon as she hits her on her stomach, pops right out of that cage. Oh God! One hundred percent success rate, man. But I, um, sorry, I, I, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's good. No, go ahead. But um, another. So with me, I think we all can agree on the bump boys is we appreciate intergender matches as, as long as they don't take the narrative of you know misogynistic male versus you know innocent women and stuff like that. As long as they treat them both as wrestlers and they're not doing any you know you know sexual bias and stuff like that i think we're pretty cool with that like and stuff like that but when you have like people like hey you know for example edge back in the day you know ecw um was it uh one night stand and stuff like that you know that type of stuff when they were doing intergender stuff like that i think that wouldn't fly that stuff that stuff shouldn't be flying but i understand that um i'm going off on a 10 i don't know what i'm talking about right now but what I'm saying is, I think I like that narrative where it's not like man versus female. It's just, you know, wrestler versus wrestler, kick-ass versus kick-ass. I, that's the type of stuff I enjoy. So, Oh, 100%. Like, you know, we had uh, Jordan Blade on last week, and she called herself the workhorse of paradigm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even made that comment in the in the summary. And she said she had a couple of the guys, you know, come out, like, you know, say, hey, hey, hey. It's like, all right, well, prove her wrong. Fight her. Right, exactly. Jordan, and then like it would, and like same with Trisha Dora, or like like I love the fact, like you said, as long as it's like not like you know, oh, I'm an innocent cheerleader. Don't squish me. Well, hell, it's like last night I was at I was at Mission Pro, and a friend of our show, Tiffany Nieves, she made her Mission Pro debut last night, and it was a pre-show match, and she actually it was in it was intergender. And it's like she comes into the ring with her heelish attitude, the Puerto Rican princess and everything. And as soon as the rest, and as soon as the, um, as soon as the match starts and everything, her first words out of her mouth is like, "You brought me to Texas to wrestle a guy." <laughs> and, and then she did go one part in the match was like, "Why? Oh, how do you? Hit, why are you hit a girl? You hit a girl? What?" But other than that, it's just like falls to the wall, and she kept up with him. So I was so fuck. She won the match and everything. I was so fucking proud of her and everything. And during the intermission, she said she was a little bit nervous because she's. I mean, these girls can tell you and everything. She's only been going for like a few months now and everything. But it's like, woo, steam ahead, full steam ahead for her. I was so proud of her. <laughs> Man, the pacing in those matches are good. I will give it that. The very good pacing, quick, good spots. Exactly. Something very, very WWE true. could learn from. Oh God! If we could, man, we would have to. We would go a few hours if we're talking about all the bullshit that WWE needs to fix. Yeah. That's so, part two, bro. That's part. Yeah, two. let's not do that. Let's not do that. Yeah. All right. So before and we then if we're, to, if then we're going to talk about what WWE has to fix. We definitely have to talk about what AEW's got to fix. Oh, for real, for real. That, that, that would be like a series of uh, series of shows and everything. We can have a debate. We can have a debate from both sides. There you go. For real. For hey, real. at least the WWE refs know how to fucking count properly. No. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I got you. I got you. 
I don't remember her. I don't know her name, and I should know her name. Um, it was Aja. Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. Um, the I think it was like her first time refing um, at an actual uh, sh- well, you know, live show. Uh, the um, black um, Aja ref with the Asha. Yo, when she was counting, that was horrible. Did oh, you not see was... how long it was? Like one. Well, I think something had happened, mm-hmm. but like watching. Yeah. Uh, ref Aubrey like literally just stand there with her hand over the mat waiting for Jade to kick out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. Ref- Refing is an art too. People don't understand. Refing is an art to be able to like, like I feel like they should bring back a little bit of a quicker count because it, it makes the it, it's like it's more like blood flowing. It's like one, two, like it, it involves the wrestlers to have to because I feel like that's the once again this is a whole nother topic. I, I won't get into it, but I feel like wrestling especially with WWE has gotten slower and less like impactful. Like it's not as, you know, 2000 era where it's like really balls to the walls. You got to sell it, you know, but, but that's just me. I'm, I won't go into all that. Yeah. No worries. No worries and everything. All right. So before we get further in, into these, all these wrestling topics and everything, we got to get to know you guys and everything. So um, one thing that we do like to ask for any new guests and everything is basically how'd you get into wrestling as a fan? Because all of us started out with wrestling as mostly as fans and everything. So what was the starting point for you? And Joe, I'll let you go first. Uh, for me, um, I can speak a little bit for Will, but I won't speak for him. Um, we grew up watching wrestling, you know, our, um, our uncle was very big into it. Uh, uncle Dave, he was always into it. Uh, Mom would always be like, you know, go upstairs, you know, brush your teeth, go to bed. You know, he would, he, I'd sneak down, you know, get a little cup of milk or something like that. And he'd be like, I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm just watching a wrestling pay-per-view or I'm watching a Raw or something like that. Here, come come watch with us. And we would watch with him. Um, but I think what really got us or got me into it would be, you know, the character of Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, and The Rock. Just uh, growing up, Will was The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, I was The Rock. Now that I'm growing up, you know, I definitely got it wrong. Um, But it was just like these moments and you just see these people on the screen. You're like, who are these people? Like there's a person lifting this person above their head effortlessly. There's a person jumping five feet in the air in in like tights or something like that. There's a dude that's, you know, dressed up as like Goldust or there's a dude dressed up as like – Kamala and he and he stabs there's a there's the Undertaker for the longest time I thought the Undertaker was actually like a demon and like he was like from hell and shit like that but that's how invested I was into it it was like these are not characters these are actual people and they're doing some crazy shit so I think that's got, what got me into wrestling and stuff like that all right will kind of the same story or is yours a little different or no no same story it um and then as we got older, it basically became like taboo in our family. Like we grew up with a single, our family kind of split, grew up with a single mom. And she was against, you know, she saw, you know, she grew up with the whole uh, 80s, 90s. And she saw it as like violence. So she wanted to keep us away for as much as possible. So She's domestic and stuff like that. You what know? really made us love it was it was one of those, you know, if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. So when it became Rebels, so taboo, Rebel yes. boys. And I tell people, yo, you're not true. Hey, if you've ever sat on a Sunday in your room with the television just low enough, and we used to watch Spanish Raw because our parents would lock all the channels, and we obviously didn't speak Spanish, so they wouldn't lock the Spanish channels. So on Telemundo, they would have Sunday <laughs> wrestling 
I think it was Sunday or Saturday, they would have the raw from that week in yeah, Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And we would kind of just like, you know, some words in English would slip out, but that's how we used to kind of watch our uh He'd be like Sada, Sada, Sada. John Cena. You're like, oh, John, John, John Cena, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, same thing. Biggest thing, it was so taboo. Like our parents tried to keep us, well, our mom tried to keep us away from it so much that we ended up just, you know, we knew it as a younger uh, as younger kids. And then as we got older, it was just one of those like it's in our blood kind of thing. Sweet, sweet. What about you, Dan? Uh mine was like basically I watched a lot of it growing up with my my great grandma. She was really into it. So like watching it with her and like having memories with her, like when I was really little. It's like yeah. the time where I actually got banned from watching it for a while from my mom because I didn't suck it to her. Oh Lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? Oh, hold on, did you just do this or did you do the whole motion? This like... whole thing. Oh, oh, oh man. Dang. Did you do the wait, mom? I got three words for you. What, Daniel? Suck it. Yep. <laughs> yep, so I got banned. And then and then I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was too violent. And then you just then you had to like secretly watch it and you know how it is. Oh a- my god! AKA a- 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 every day. A lot of broken <laughs> furniture between me and Joe. Let's just say that they had oh, a lot of backyard wrestling, from what they've told yeah, me. Yeah, uh, <gasps> not nah, more like in the house wrestling type. Slam you on mom's bed, and we're you know we're a little bigger guys at that time. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> oh yo, did you hear something snap? Yeah, I think it was the wood. I remember. We Let's fix it mom. real quick. Yeah. No, nah, I remember we literally like bro- it was like a wood platform. We like broke the bed. He like used to power bomb me and shit like that. I remember. I, we look under the bed you just see like five boards snapped and we're just like she won't notice I wonder if, really, I, I'm it, no no no, no. I, I, was, uh, I was just like saying it's like um i wonder if like homeowners insurance or renters insurance would cover that kind of shit these days <laughs> oh yeah nah, nah. that's just stupidity on our end yeah. like, i don't think we've done anything stupid like that in a while i think the last time we did it was our boy shamir he, want, he was like, oh, you guys are wrestling so hard. Do, do a Team 3D on me. Oh, and no. they had, <laughs> had a, a bed. And next thing you know. It was an Alaskan was, king. It was huge. It was an Alaskan king. So I was like, all right, bro. It's going to be a big move for you. He was like, all right, I got a mattress. I'm good. So I'm like, yes. Right, he runs at me. I hit I hit him with the thing. We'll hit him with a nice stunner for the 3D. This bed sh- explodes. Just <laughs> And you know, you hear his mom, what the hell was that? I'm like, all right, bro, I got to see you later. And <laughs> we all did. I haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in a while, but I'm just oh saying. Oh, my like, gosh. I think exploded. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, boys will be boys, as they say. Oh, I know. I know. I know. For real. For real. Because it's like, I grew up with three brothers, and I'm y'all reminded me of a y'all reminded me of a story between like my niece and nephew my nephew was like about my nephew was about three or four my my niece was four they were they were um wrestling around in the living room one time just uh just going kind of going at it and everything and I my nephew grabbed one of the older kids textbooks because they were in high school and everything or like junior high high school and it was like one of the biology books it was like yay thick and everything and he's and he slammed it down on my uh my niece and everything oh. the rest of the day was okay next day i got a call from my sister uh yeah can you bring us some clothes rain's in the uh rain's in the hospital uh getting her appendix taken out <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah and of course it's like the kids are 17 and 18 now and of course she's still brings it up to my nephew all the time like you put me in the hospital damn it <laughs> <laughs> we always uh, do submission matches all the time too 
oh shit <laughs> Dang. So you had just, as soon as you got to the wall that was the rope so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my God. A fly on the wall in your house growing up with all that shit. That would have been hilarious. Now, the real question is the real question is do you ever use a kendo stick? No. Kendo used, stick, bat. Uh, we used to use, uh, not nah, even worse. We would take, uh, we used to have the old school broom. No, the old school broom, and we used to untwist the handle on it. No. We used to hit each other with, like, uh, you know, the uh, aluminum pins you have for like, Thanksgiving. We would pretend to hit each other with that. Oh man, we used to do a ton of, we used to do a ton um, of different stuff. Like snow piles used to do with that. We used to have a friend who'd be like, snow pile. Like he would like slam you and then get in your face. Yeah, hardcore matches, we would do a couple things. We, uh, when we used to do them outside, we hit each other with branches a lot, you know, big, thick branches. And I remember we went on a camping trip, Will, and we were at a quarry and we were doing a geo chasing thing. Oh, yeah. And then Chris hits me with the swamp tie. Next thing you know, he hits me in the back with a, a branch and he's like, Here, take this branch, hit me. I was like, All right. And so I take it out, whack this motherfucker. And next thing you know, it doesn't snap, but he just goes, Oh, oh. Will's like, Falls on his knees. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Will's like, Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh. Y'all had some times growing up. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, no, no. But it's like, I mean, it's kind of redundant with us asking every. It may, some people may find it redundant with us asking new guests about it and everything, but it's just like everyone has their own different story, their own background, what got them into wrestling. Because it's like, yeah, we're all like podcasters and and stuff like that now and everything, but it's just like we're, we most of us started off as fans first. So I love these stories. I really, I really love them and everything. Okay, so a little bit of a golden week here with WWE. Friday night, Mr. Ricochet, with the help of Johnny Knoxville, keep in mind, won the Intercontinental title for the first time. But I want to start with Monday because it was a highly anticipated match between Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the U.S. Championship. And Damian... Said he wanted a world championship caliber type of opponent. He got it. And then, of course, shit happened after the match. But I'm going to go to Kayla first. Because if you heard the show before, Kayla is the big Finn fan. Of course, she was at work at the time. And we had, we had to, like, fill her in about it. But I know but I know this is one of the days she was looking forward to. So, Kayla, your thoughts. Um, I was actually really excited for it. Um, when I left to go to work, I actually wore a Finn Balor shirt and my Finn Balor jacket, hoping that, you know, would bring good luck. Cause I, I admit sometimes when I support a favorite wrestler, they have a habit of losing. I mean, it's happened to me before. You need to feel like, well, if they lose tonight, I might have to go home and burn this stuff, you know, negative Nancy, negative Nancy, negative Nancy. I know. But, um, so, and the one thing I hate about, you know, working second shift, I hate the spoilers and stuff, but it was just a bad night. And, um, you know, so Kat goes, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but here to cheer you up. She sent me the thing and I was like, wait, what? He won? <laughs> and then Dan's over here. Guess who won? I said, I already know. Kat told me. He goes, dang it, Kat. <laughs> so I was like, she beat you to the punch. Um, but no. I was really excited in the fact that he has gold um, around his waist. It's another accomplishment to his, you know, phenomenal career that he's had. Um, 
hope he continue to win more before actually you know see him i'd love to see him win a royal rumble even a money in the bank later down the line um but it really made my night and as unfortunately damian priest took the next level last night at msg and low blowed him or should i say yeah kicked him which basically be low blow and got disqualified what's next for him it's definitely not over between these two i don't know what's going to happen on raw heck you know, we were talking before the podcast, we might see Demon coming out at WrestleMania or something, but I really hope he runs with it for a while because if anybody, you know, there's other people in the roster, but I feel like Finn's been kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit, and this would be kind of a way to bring him back up. So congratulations, Finn. Um, I'm proud of you, and keep kicking ass because Balor Club is strong right now, and the one thing about Balor, those fans, when it comes to him, they back him up like crazy. Amen. Amen. Okay. So speaking of lost in the shuffle, what, uh, what about everything that went down with Ricochet? That was like, I kind of had a feeling that it was coming um, because I had happened to see an article someone posted saying Vince McMahon's looking to push Ricochet, you know, then a part of me is like, well, that might be a rumor. That might be a rumor. Um, but then in the fact that once again, on the way home, we got, we got to go home at eight o'clock on Friday, which was awesome. We ran out of parts. That was great. (laughs) And, you know, between my mom and my, between mom and Dan, they were like, guys, come on, I'm trying to watch this, you know? So after the fact it had already gone on, so I had to go back and watch it. But the fact, just hearing that he was the new intercontinental champion, you know, it was amazing. And, a part of me, you know, like I said, knew what's going to happen because Vince McMahon felt like that for once, some of the crazy stuff that Vince McMahon does for once in this article, it said that he actually said something right for once. He felt like he wanted Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, but he didn't want it for a title. That's a good call, actually. So, yeah. and when, and I saw that, I was like, maybe, maybe not. It might be. Because, I mean, you had, what, Rob Gronkowski get the 24-7. I said, they might make Johnny Knoxville get Intercontinental for the hell of it. Who knows? It's WWE. But when I saw that, maybe not. And then when I heard, I was like, oh, 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 crap. Okay. (laughs) Go Ricochet. So congratulations, Finn and Ricochet. You got, like I said, you both have been actually lost in the shuffle for a while. Wondering, you know, when they released the WWE Super Show, it's kind of part of you just want to bite your tongue. Like, are are they going to be on that? But no, knowing that they both have, um, both actually, they both never held either one of these titles before. They hold the opposite of what the other one's holding. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to both of you. Heck, too bad you guys ain't on the same brand. I'd like to see you go after the tag team paddles. That'd be one crazy tag team. High five. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All real. (laughs) This is the perfect show for us to be on because Ricochet is from Connecticut. I'm pretty sure. Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh. I, Sorry. I, someone told me he went to like school or something like that. I was gonna say for the Finn Ballard though, Team Finn all all day. Let's go, <laughs> Team Finn. Yes. I have not met him in real life yet, which is my goal. But I did last year. Got a chance to meet him in a two minute meet and greet. And I oh, that was the best day of her life. That was like, that was just so awesome. awesome. It was like when we got on the subject of coffee. It was just like okay, you're awesome. And Cat and Julie goes, <laughs> "What do you mean coffee?" And I was like, "I'll send you the video." So I had to send. Him- Oh, I said, yes, see. <laughs> he's just a, he's a humble guy. 
uh, I was watching an Angle uh, interview uh, when the a- um, AP uh, authors of pain when they were in uh, NXT, he offered like, "Hey, if you need some money, if you need a place to stay, if you have to travel, he's like, I have a place you could stay at. Food, let me know." So, and it's it's finally he's getting what he did. You know, I feel like Ricochet and Finn for both of them to win on the same week, they're people that I feel like WWE hasn't pushed enough or haven't given their fair due or their fair shot. So to see them both get the title, I was just like, yes. (laughs) Right? It was just sweet. Very sweet and everything. Okay, Dan, I know I kind of spoiled, I I know I kind of told her before you you got a chance to and everything. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, we have a group text. So it's like, sorry, that trumps all. My bad, my bad. But either way, go ahead, your thoughts. Uh, I was really happy for both of them, especially with all like, especially with all of them like getting pushed, and like especially with all the people who always get lost in the shuffle. Like seeing Finn get that back, like he really hasn't done anything since he came back from NXT after he had his good, great run in NXT. So seeing him get that and Ricochet, like Ricochet really hasn't done anything that big. Like they tried to do him with the tag teams and all different partners. It's, so seeing him like get the titles really made him happy really made me happy oh yeah can't wait it's like all i mean i pretty much know like who's finn's gonna face at wrestlemania damien but it's just like i wonder who's gonna end up like uh, getting going against ricochet jolly going back on damien's low blow on to finn i'm sorry but that thing is a fucking snake he could have just tapped it and he would have went down he's got the biggest cock i've ever seen in a singlet i'm sorry it is who are we talking wait who are we talking and this about? is the and this is finn the Balor. lesbian and this is the finn lesbian Balor. talking this is the he, lesbian he's, talking he, he, he's got a fucking snake that that thing is fucking huge and i'm not dealing with a teaser i showed it to a gay man and he said i want it um but no finn winning and ever did this just completely like shits on people like Meltzer and all alvarez and all those little fucking dirt sheet wannabes that think they're they know everything you know finn and ricochet oh they have nothing for them they have nothing for them and they do because you have to realize that vince does see potential in people but he unfortunately likes to take the slow way around for some people and ricochet was going through a lot last year i believe or the year did his mother lose her house in a fire you know um i think or, I and then the i think so and then the like the tornadoes in Kentucky and Kentucky yeah that. so he you know he was dealing with a lot of stuff off off scene finn was taking time off after nxt you know he just got married they went to go visit ireland finally you know go see his family so you know people saying well they don't have anything they don't have anything to quote joel Embiid, who ricochet loves because he is a sixers and an eagles fan you have to trust the process and they know that Ricochet is somebody that people really do enjoy. They know Finn is somebody that really enjoy. So seeing them win the title is great. As for who could go against the intercontinental title, in all honesty, like I would love somebody from Raw to face Ricochet. But he already has a match, and I already love you know, I love this the, what they did together, and that'd be AJ Styles. But he's already going against Edge. Right. But, you oh, know. We gotta get, yeah, we got to get to that one. So, you know, like, I don't know who they would have again to go against um, Ricochet. Maybe Apollo. That would be a good match. Because Apollo 
for, you know, his stocky thickness is very agile in ring as well. And that would be an awesome high flying match. As long as they keep Commander Aziz or whatever his name is just away from it, because he just, I don't like him. If I'm not mistaken, though, I think Apollo's on Raw too. I, I don't care. They could take somebody from okay, Raw. Okay, okay, okay. I said take somebody from Raw because I don't know. I, I really, like, I really haven't been watching SmackDown or Raw. I mean, I watched this past week's Raw, but SmackDown, I was doing something I couldn't really watch because I was using my monitor for my, as my TV was my monitor for my computer. So I had to do something on my computer. Okay. Or was better. So you, you, you watched the better one, though. Well, Raw and you, Raw has definitely kicked it up a notch. Like I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, Becky came back. To be perfectly honest, that was definitely one of the things. And you know, don't get me wrong. I like that Ronda is back. Yes, I know people have issues with her for a many amount of reasons, but I prefer her in ring performance. I think she's an amazing talent, despite her political and conspiratorial beliefs. Um. So I'll just push that aside. I mean, I like what's going on with her and Sonya. I like the Naomi-Sonya angle. We better get that match ending at WrestleMania. Oh, no, we have the tag match. We need that one match ending at SummerSlam. I would love that at SummerSlam as a marquee match. Maybe for the title. Maybe Ronda loses the title or Charlotte loses the title to Naomi somehow. I don't know. I want Naomi to get the title. But Becky has been doing excellent work. Seth, holy shit, is, this has been some of his best work. And that's coming from somebody who despises Seth Rollins. You know, Kevin Owens is doing some of his amazing work. And I'm sorry, Farmer Brock is the best Brock ever. Facts. Like, holy shit. Why, had, why did they not do this? People would not have hated him as much. Yeah. I don't think anyone knew that Brock had this in him. A lot of people were shocked, like, that Brock is, you know, he's an extrovert, you know, wants to, you know, is, um, or introvert. 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 Sorry, he's an introvert. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, he keeps everything in. And then I remember he was, uh, the Pat McAfee interview, kind, he kind of opened up like, hey, you know, like the reason why I go a lot of ways away is I like my downtime. You know, he likes to be by himself, you know, relax and then get his chance to just, you know, then release all that energy and stuff like that, that he's, that, you know, has been, been building up right. inside. And can we yeah. thank his kids? For giving him the mohawk and ponytail, amazing! <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. It's like he, he upshowed Roman. His, his his ponytail looks way better than Wardlow's and Roman. He, he you know, the best, and he's, he's, he's the best ponytail one, in the game. He's probably got one of the best <laughs> beards too. Yeah, I, I got to admit his beard game is is on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, Joe, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you wrap this up with the like the Finn and the Ricochet and everything before we move on. All right, I'm going to go a different route. I have an unpopular opinion, but I think this will be – just hear me out. Uh-oh. So Finn Balor wins the title from Priest. Good choice. Do I see Finn keeping the title? No. What I see is you show us this dark Damian Priest, have him shock us at Mania, do something that – I want him to win the title, but I want us to be like, like, dang, like this is not the Damien we saw a couple months ago. Have him take that reign with the title. Have him go, you know, just aggressive where he's just like, you know, I don't need you. I like just dark heel, like evil heel, evil person. You could potentially make him buy SummerSlam a really top heel, which I think would be really good. Um, 
with Ricochet, I can see him having a match with Happy Corbin or um, Shinsuke probably. I don't want to see Shinsuke. I want there's people on the roster that need to get elevated, and Happy Corbin hasn't. Baron Corbin hasn't been given his um, his chance yet. You know, one money in the bank didn't cat become a world title champ or world title holder or something like that. Why not give Corbin the title? Have him run with this. He's undefeated. Uh, is he still undefeated? Well, Happy's going to be facing Drew at WrestleMania. They announced it on SmackDown. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So anything like that would probably be SummerSlam. Okay. Uh, let's give it to uh, Jinder Mahal. No, stop. After they just. This is my time. Well, this is my time. Shut your mouth. Anyway, All right. I, I, Mahal, have to agree with, I have to agree with Joe with this. Look, go, uh, go, let, let, all right, go ahead. Jinder Mahal has been gotten the dookie treatment since he lost to AJ Styles the, the Friday before, or Friday or Thursday before he was supposed to face Brock. Ever since then, dookie, the, the trash storylines, he's in tag team matches with Shanky. Shanky, I don't know who you are. You're not Veer. I don't want to see it. We need to see uh, Jinder Mahal back, at least in some capacity. Because this man is the same dude that beat Shinsuke Nakamura. He's the same dude that beat AJ Styles. Uh, no, he beat him out a couple times. And it's the same dude that beat Randy Orton. And now he losing to, like, he a jobber again? Come on. Come on. Rags to riches, man. We got to at least make him a mid-card champion. Okay, so based on what you're saying and everything, you love the you love the heels. You love the badass no. heels the oh, most. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, as a product, you have to make stars, and Finn's already a star. Ricochet's a star for the kids. Happy Corbin, let's boost him up a bit. You know, Jinder Mahal, he's a world champion. He's the 50th WWE champion. Let's boost that up a bit, you know? Okay, I'm but if they, sh- if they do, they need to bring the Bollywood boys back for gender. I'm sorry, I don't like Shanky. Of course, of course. I they, need the Bollywood boys don't. back. I need the Bollywood boys back. I love those exactly. three. Got, those two got those three together were excellent. And also, I do agree with making Damien into more of a Punishment Martinez, his original uh, character. Right now, he's going for a Doctor Facilier from Princess and the Frog. So, uh, you know, he needs to be a little more, uh, you know, Punisher Martinez. So. Just a little more. <laughs> I don't know. That's that, that's my opinion. And then gender, you know, have have the Bollywood boys come whoop Shanky's ass. You know, I think that would be like okay, they actually are doing something. Send right. Shank, Shanky off the raw, you know, and then Veer comes on, becomes world champion, retains for you know ten years, and we call it a day. <laughs> all right, all right, good take, good take, good take. All right, so. Rest of the WrestleMania, that's why it's like every every week leading up to WrestleMania, we got more and more updates. So this shit got real this week. Okay, so age some of this we already knew because of like Bleacher Reports and like all the dirt sheets and shit like that and everything. So AJ officially accepts Edge challenge and everything. We did not know that Edge was going to go back to Rated R Superstar and whip the shit out of him with the concertos and everything. Did not know that whatsoever. All right. Then, um, Come to find out, okay, then on the Pat McAfee show, Vince offered McAfee a chance to wrestle at WrestleMania and everything. A lot of people thought it was going to be Vince doing it, but come to find out it's going to be Austin Theory. And Austin slapping the shit out of McAfee. Uh, oh, my God. I'm already going to get annoyed with this and everything. But um, 
Yeah, but I'm also looking forward to it because I know Pat Pat's a Pat's a character and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then uh, what other WrestleMania update am I forgetting? I know I'm, I'm I know I'm forgetting one and everything, but it's just like the card's I'm getting checking, like I'm checking I'm checking out for you real quick just to make sure. We got the tag right. team titles for the women, Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, that got that that got introduced last week and everything. And of course, it's like they they started like building. Yeah. Oh, they just accepted them on Monday. Okay, so yeah, that that match is officially good to go. And I swear, an official match of Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn got made after he lost the title. <laughs> Thing on SmackDown, they also teased uh, Shinsuke and uh, Rick Boogs possibly going for the tag team titles after they got jumped by the Usos. Maybe, but you know. Oh my God! Yeah, Usos are going to retain if that happens and everything. That's gonna. Well, that's I can I can honestly see a triple threat with the Lotharios, uh, Rick Boogs, and Shinsuke versus the Usos, which I wouldn't mind because I like all three tag teams. And you know, uh, congratulations to Mister. Head Lothario, um, he's having a baby girl. Oh yeah, I saw that gender reveal. That was actually that was pretty cool. Freaking Harry actually- Potter, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh man, so it's like so many updates this week to the WrestleMania card and the WrestleMania stories and everything. It's just like out of it's going to be out of this world. And then plus, did, uh, do people not know by now not to mess with Bianca's braid? For the love of God, I mean, I know her match is already set, but don't mess with Bianca's braid because it's like Becky tweeted out the picture. She's still got the waltz on her and everything. Oh, my God. The whiplash. Right? She's Louise. All right. So, Daniel, WrestleMania updates. What do you think? Good direction. Where are we going with this? I think it's going pretty good. I think it's gotten better than it's a lot better shape than it was a couple weeks ago. All right. I think they're really bad. <laughs> I think it's getting. I don't know. It's getting. It's getting. It's getting there. It's like developing a lot more and everything. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see a lot coming on Monday. Oh, for sure. For tag sure. Title, with that tag title match. Oh God, yeah, and then that, yeah, that's gonna add another layer and everything. Uh, I'm, a, I'm really suspecting a RK bro going against each other, but we'll see. We'll see how that happens. I don't think oh. he's gonna do it. Really? You don't think? So you know what the biggest issue I have with that? I feel like they they put the money before what the fans would want. Obviously, with the whole Shane debacle, like we didn't get to see any of the Ray turning on Dominic. We didn't get to see any sort of, you know, maybe Riddle and Randy. We didn't get to see any of that. Yeah. So I feel like we're just going to honestly get maybe another um, eventual like tag team match with the RK bro. I just hope that they bring back some Texas stars. Like, I hope with the whole, you know, Pat's never wrestled and Austin Theory can kind of, you know, it's kind of playing, you know, that arrogant prick, you know, next to be up to, you know, you know, sucking Vince left tit. I would love them to see if, because Stone Cold's not going to wrestle. Everybody get that out. Stone Cold is not going to wrestle at WrestleMania. But wouldn't it be amazing if Pat says, hey, let me call up a buddy I know from Texas who can help me and give me some pointers. He calls up on one week, The Undertaker. He calls up on one week, HBK. He calls up on one week, Stone Cold. They show up to WrestleMania or something like that. That way you can kind of play, you know, these big Texas stars that WWE has had. And then you can play, because I feel like Austin's, the way his character is, uh, Austin Theory, mm-hmm. I just see that WWE has done this over time where, like, you know, you get that one star who invites, you know, that big Hall of Famer 
maybe the undertaker helps him come out or something like that you know the maybe the ref gets bumped out you know austin there he's beating the shit out of him and then the ref gets bumped and then you just see the lights cut out and then the undertaker <laughs> appears up and chokeslam theory so like stuff like that i feel like should happen at okay. wrestlemania i'm just hoping because i feel like that'd be amazing or like stone cold's a special guest and you know austin theory pushes it too far and he gets stunned by you know just stuff that WWE could do right like you know you're from texas i feel like you would it would just be one of those things where if it's texas you got to have some of these texas boys in there so this is a great way to kind of incorporate it okay but hold on but hold that theory and everything it's just, especially since she's like saying like stone cold's not gonna wrestle and everything you got to piggyback out but what about the shit with kevin owens so the thing with kevin owens i feel like is i felt like it's like teasing it but this is where maybe backstage remember they do a lot of like backstage segments with um uh, I feel like honestly they're gonna they may keep Rollins and Owens together to, up to WrestleMania and something happens. Um, I feel like they're gonna do like a backstage segment maybe where like you know Owens bumps into Stone Cold and then he says like I've heard what you've been saying and he was like I'll be watching. I don't know. It's yeah. just one of those where I just don't see you know Austin's knees are both knees are shot. I just don't see him having a match that and you know Austin is one of those. I don't think he's had a match since the whole Michael Cole uh, match at WrestleMania. I feel like he knows he's not at that point where he could probably wrestle that he's not going to want to do it. I feel like he's going to want like a special guest or a, a backstage segment or something like that. Yeah. Because it's like with, uh, because it's like everything that you were saying, like the Austin Theory, Pat McAfee situation and everything. It's like, I kind of see that more towards like whatever they have Kevin Owens involved with, because he is pissing off every fucking Texan yeah. in WWE. JBL did a video towards him. Booker T's did a video towards him. So it's like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for like HBK and Taker and uh, Austin. I'm, I'm waiting for those to come about and everything well, like that. What if they're there for Pat McAfee, you know, like they're backstage with Pat, you know, Pat, it'd be all, they should just do something like that. Like Pat doesn't wrestle. So call up some of the, the legends and stuff like that so we can get that and then maybe backstage you know kevin owens bumps into all three with pat and then pat you know they just step aside and like kevin goes uh you got me with this seth and like seth runs off or something like that like that would be funny WWE doesn't they don't do uh they they get away from a lot of that like fantasy kind of booking that i feel like uh i may be wrong people may hate me for this i feel like AEW gives us sometimes that WWE doesn't fully give us with the whole fantasy booking and building up these matches and giving us these nice storylines that lead into um, like, because revolution is today. I'm super excited just because of the storylines we've gotten. I feel like WWE doesn't give us those storylines that this WrestleMania I, I'm calling, it, it's probably going to be one of the worst WrestleMania. Like there's matches I really want to see, but a lot of the filler stuff is just, I feel like it's not there for me. Okay. All right. Like, All right. Like Becky versus Bianca. I'm sorry. I can't wait for that match, please. Like that's great storytelling. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful. That one, yeah, that one's going. That one, like, definitely had to come to fruition for sure and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. How uh, pissed you were. Oh my bad. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You guys must have been. I was pissed when Bianca lost in thirty. I was killing WWE for that because I was like, you can't do this to Bianca. How dare you? But now we kind of see where WWE was going with it. I was so pissed. I was just like. I'm not a big fan of part-timers coming in because I like the classic build a star. Bianca had literally built it and she was there. And then when Becky came in, I was like, yes, it's her chance to beat her. And then when she killed her in 30 seconds, I was just like, I was you just call Becky Lynch a part-timer. No, 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 I mean, no, no. You wait, wait, wait. said part-timer no. and you said Becky Lynch in the same fucking sentence. Right, right, right. So I missed <laughs> I mean, from someone who was gone when they do the part-timer, Becky's not a part-timer. I mean, like when a part, 
You know, Brock. When when, when he first up. came back, what I'm trying to say is when someone just first comes back and then like gets a title shot or like get first comes back and because you you're, I know you hate AEW for the standpoint. I listened to your guys' podcast on the Elimination Chamber. You didn't like that AEW put Adam Cole in the title shot or Keith uh, Keith Lee in the title shot. So I know Becky was gone from having the baby and she's been carrying this with division with Charlotte and Bianca and Rhea, but for her to just come back after that long time and for someone like Bianca to have done the done the work they almost not like my bad I misspoke with the part-timer aspect they did it like as if a part-timer was coming back and getting the title I didn't like what they did that with Bianca but now we see why they did it and that's the storytelling that I liked okay. my bad I was trying to word that all right Jolly, not a I, Jolly I'll let you respond and then your oh, and then your thoughts with the uh, w, uh, WrestleMania updates well the thing with Becky, and I called it from day one that they were going to have a match at WrestleMania. I literally said that this is storytelling. Everybody needs to sit down, shut the fuck up, and watch. Because if there's one thing that Becky Lynch does better than anybody in the business, AEW and WWE combined, is she knows how to fucking storytell and stay in character. You know, she does the work. She does it on social media. She does it in the ring. She does it in meet and greets. She does the work. She makes you believe she's this cocky little bitch, but she's not. She is probably one of the most amazing people you could ever meet in, from the industry. She is humbled. She is just absolutely amazing, but she does the work. And I hate saying this, but Bianca's title run was stale as shit. I, I would have rather watched paint dry than any of Bianca's matches. Because there was nothing going for it. The influx and injection of Becky Lynch to the women's division not only elevated Becky and Bianca, it elevated Dewdrop. It elevated Liv Morgan. Hell, it even helped elevate Zelina Vega and Carmella. And now you have um, Rhea, who's now finally creeping back into the picture. I, I can't wait for that because... That storyline has been slowly building with her and Bianca. But I mean, Rhea does have one thing that Bianca has never done. Bianca has never beaten Shayna Baszler. Rhea has. So that, I love the aspects of that beat, that bringing Becky back, having her beat Bianca in 26 seconds, the shock value, telling her to go to the back of the line, and all of this has elevated the women's Raw division to the fucking stratosphere. And that match with Lita was one of the best matches I have seen in a long-ass time from both Becky and Lita. She didn't have to cheat. She did a moonsault. She's been doing the molly around. Becky has elevated not only her game, but her in-ring presence with her fellow opponent. Like, you know, she, she's calling shots like Undertaker used to and The Rock used to. She has become such a fucking ring general that people just you know don't know what to do with her and i think that's the most brilliant thing that has happened since this whole thing started at SummerSlam last year now people will always say you know you had the whole race card thing which kind of annoyed me but i understood it every becky fan that i know has flat out said becky is losing at mania we do not think that she will retain if she does i will be shocked and then if she does retain, I'm predicting that she will lose it Monday night to Asuka. Just because it's Asuka and Asuka deserves all the fucking roses. Because they've kind of shelved her. 
and she was one of the other workhorses during the whole pandemic era. And she was, and you know, Shayna Baszler busting her mouth open and the shoulder injuries and all that stuff. And then I would love to see Asuka, Bianca, and Rhea being a title and Becky go fucking mad crazy and teaming up with Dewdrop to just go fucking full UK on everybody. You know, the Irish Scottish connection beating the shit out of everybody. I'm for that. <laughs> but on to the WrestleMania card. I am actually loving it. I do not see this as the worst one because, you know, we've had worse. I think despite the fact that WrestleMania won, you know, he put a lot of faith in it. That Matt kind of sucked. You know, there's plenty of ones you can put that, you know, oh, that sucked. Even WrestleMania 35 kind of dragged. It honestly did. I hated the Drew Roman match. I hated the Corbin Angle match. There's always going to be matches that you don't like. Like tonight with, uh, was it Revolution? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How the hell did Taya Conte get a, a, a title match? I mean, I haven't even seen her wrestle in months. She's been too busy fucking Sammy Guevara. I think a lot of us are praying that Thunder Rosa beats Britt Baker, but do we honestly think it's going to happen? I say yes. Kayla says no. And, you know, if she does, I'll be fucking shocked because, you know, Britt has been, Britt is probably one of the most mediocre wrestlers next to, and I know people love her, but I don't like her. I I think she's still too very green to have a title. And that's, that's Jade. I, I think she still has a lot more to learn and putting the title on her was not the best move when like you went out and got some of the best female free agents like in Ruby Soho and you had her basically job to Jade and that's all she's ever done in WWE is be a jobber and I think that's very disrespectful to somebody with the skills and fucking badassery that is Ruby Soho. Uh, Chris Statlander should be up there. She's been busting her ass ever since she came back with her torn ACL. You just signed um, Mercedes Martinez and like basically you just have her doing you know jobbing matches. So it's like you can predict everything is fucking predictable. If things change, okay, that's good. But you know, there there's no there's no way in hell that anybody can be one hundred percent happy with anything that's on the card. Because I was looking at the card and you had a buy-in match, which I felt should have been on the main card, and that's the House of Black match because they have been putting out some of their best fucking work. And then you've got this, what should be in the buy-in match is that um, the Sting, Darby uh, versus Andrade, Matt Hardy, and yep. it goes through. Th- that should be on the buy-in. And the House of Black, who's been building up a storyline for fucking months. And you're like, well, let's just put that. There's something. Nobody's going to be ever 100% happy with anything that any of these products put on. And if you say that you are, you're fucking lying. Maury Povich can tell you that you're fucking lying. There's some matches that I will tune into YouTube to see. I, I would like to see the Mox Daniel Bryan match. I'm not interested in the Adam Page Adam Cole match because I have a feeling that the stupid fucks are going to get involved. But there is one thing that has piqued my interest. And, you know, there's something that AJ Styles said before he resigned is that he wants to do more with the Forbidden Door. Who's in impact right now? His buddies. Hello, yeah. Anderson. Does anybody think any fuckery will get along if they reopen that door to let the the bullet club of AJ Styles come in and interfere with the edge match? Ooh. I would like that fuckery. Damn. Hmm. Interesting. Very but, interesting. You know, I, I just can't wait for WrestleMania, even though I won't be able to watch it live because I'll be at a convention. 
Um, so I, all right. So I'm with something of a fan called a show called Wine on Earp. Um, the convention has been pushed back twice now. Supposed to be in 2020, then it got pushed back to 2021, and now it's in 2022. Um, and I pretty much met most of the cast, but I get to meet somebody that I liked from another show, and I get to meet one of my best friends, not these two ladies, another one of my best friends who's another Erper and another show that I like a fan of. So I'm looking forward to that. As much as I would have loved to travel to Dallas, right now, me being in Texas is not a good idea. That's why, like, hopefully, like, later on in the year, around Survivor Series time, all three of us can meet up in Boston and go to that and just finally tear up the town because it's like we've been doing this. It's like we've been doing the show for two years and everything. We still haven't met in person yet. Well, I mean, if it is up in Boston and, you know, these guys aren't doing anything. Well, that's what we're thinking. We'll be around. Um, it's your gender triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Queens Takeover. Wouldn't that be fun? Right. Like, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Like, you know, you have all these podcasters, and you say, you know what? You guys talk about wrestling. Get in the fucking ring, okay? Well, shit, so Jacob weird. from uh, Vixens uh, was like calling me out, like, because he said he wanted to do like a, a battle royal with all the podcasters and everything, but didn't think so because a girl from Ringside Society uh, was going to tear it all, and he didn't want to see you get. He didn't want to get me to get hurt, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You're calling me out? What the fuck? Just because I'm older doesn't mean I can't hang and everything. And you'll be lucky just to get me alone because, as I said, if I bring these two with me, everyone's everyone's fucking dead meat. <laughs> I have a baseball bat. Her name's Lucille. Yeah, exactly. Bring Lucille. <laughs> Pull out from under the ring. <laughs> Look at it like Triple H did to the sledge. Right? Oh my god. Oh man. All right, so. Joe, all the WrestleMania updates. What are you thinking? I'm going to keep it quick and short. I think it's a lot better than I was looking after the Royal Rumble. So I know people don't didn't like it a lot, but I think there's a couple more matches or a couple more building they're still working on. And I don't think it's going to be a dumpster fire, but it's not going to be something I'm going to probably look back on and enjoy. But at the end of the day, I made a video on our channel about how WWE live events, if you look at each one of them, not everyone was a banger, but there was moments on the show that you cannot miss. Right. So, for example, with the unification match, people are like, I don't want to see Brock and Roman again. But are you going to miss if Roman loses the title? Are you going to miss when, you know, Roman becomes a two-time world champion simultaneously? Like, you're not going to miss that. Like, you're going to want to watch it, and that's going to make you tune in. It's gonna make you sit through all the jobber matches and all the stuff you don't want to watch. It's right. it's the moment. It's that one moment that's been paying off for a year, two years, and we're gonna. And that's 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 what they're putting their bread and butter on. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot better than what it was a month ago. Okay. All right. And Kayla, I'm actually all right for the WrestleMania card. Um, Obviously, there's a couple matches on there that I'm going to be happy either way because obviously that'd be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. I love both. So that might be kind Mm -hmm. of a match just like, okay, uh, well, you know. Um, The only match really on there that probably be my bathroom break or get snack break will probably be the Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin match. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Happy Corbin, but I kind of – kind of bounce off to what we had said earlier where I think it was um I don't know remember who said it um but 
had said that they want Corbin in the mid title, but if they wanted to do that, I don't want happy Corbin there, bring back the, I bring the darkness. Cause that's the Corbin I liked when he had that theme and all that stuff, the whole casino, I'm happy, whatever. Right. Um, I'm okay with the match um, card as far as what titles want to be right now. Um, who's going to retain a night? It's quite interesting. It's kind of up in the air, like the whole Roman and Brock. Who's yeah. going to be on top? Who's going to, you know, come out on top? Who's going to, you know, fall down below? But, hey, um, I'm interested to see what, how WrestleMania goes. And um, also Kat has said that I'll jump on the revolution. No, I am not going for Thunder Rosa. For those know, I do have my reason. Kat and Julie knows why I have my reason. So, um, but if Thunder Rosa beats Britt Baker tonight, let her be. I'm, you know, I'll be happy for her because she has kicked butt. But honestly, I just don't think Thunder Rosa should be champion, at least not right now. Quick question. Does Nixon, is Nixon's contract up tonight? Is Nixon's contract, is she sitting there in free agency? She's been in free agency. She's free for Okay. Agency. I just want to make sure, just in case she shows up after Brit. In case okay. she shows up after the Brit match. Okay. Yeah, no, it's like she's yeah, her 90s already been up. So well, I'd have seen something while we're jumping on people showing up. I have seen a little um I heard there's supposed to be two new debuts tonight, but I've seen one that I think is actually going to show up tonight. And that is Isaiah Swerve Scott supposed to show up tonight. Because he's officially, yeah, he's officially signed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so right. he might show up at some point. But, and I saw something else. Um, a certain favorite wrestler of mine did a cryptid tweet that he has a surprise, but it'll come soon enough. So, what does that mean? I don't know. Keep it a secret. We'll find they that know, out. They, they know who it is, too, because from mine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, see. We'll see. Anything's possible. So, we'll We'll definitely see and everything. All right. Well, speaking of AEW, I'll just throw this out there for anyone who wants to comment real quick and everything, not go do like a roundabout and everything. So Tony Khan, who really should not talk on the mic at all. Like <laughs> Okay is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Sound okay. like he was on cocaine. Shit. He was a little yeah, he was a little right. I don't know if he was more excited or he was just like going through like a really bad adrenaline rush that night. It was like, oh, like, okay, this is not the normal guy that comes out because I've been to two live shows where he's came out and talked and it's just like. Whenever he, there's a problem, like whenever he gets fired up about something, it's like, that's when he gets off on that tangent because it's like, I remember mm-hmm. when he came out about that whole, uh, for him, like an Omega segment like on dark and everything like that it's like yeah whenever he gets excited about something he's like Ooh. Mm-hmm. all right so Khan started off dynamite this week uh announcing that he's officially bought ring of honor he's a new, he's a new owner of every and everything and we all know that ring of honor is going through their hiatus and they're going to come be back first show back is going to be um uh mania weekend and everything so um anyone have any comments or anyone you know, want to their thoughts about it who, who wants to start daniel sure i was i think i think you should turn into like a developmental brand to AEW and have like bring back cody because if you heard the stuff about cody cody fizz cody cody wwe is fizzling out now at least that's one of the reports that they don't think he's coming now that's now changed yeah it's like 50 50 
So yeah, they changed everything. So I wonder if Khan called him and was like, hey, I got a job for you if you're interested. Yeah, because I actually did see something about like what they were, that's what they're probably going to do with Ring of Honor, consider it like a, make it like a developmental brand for AEW and everything. So I can, that does, that definitely has possibilities and everything. Jolie, I know you want to say something. Well, I follow Sledge on TikTok and I find it kind of a little bit, you know, shitty that Tony Khan couldn't buy it before everybody's contracts went up. Yeah, it was like two days, right? One day. One day. That's even worse. So to me, you know, that was kind of a little bit shitty. But two, we also have to remember, Tony Khan did not buy Ring of Honor. His daddy did. Because Tony Khan has not earned a fucking dollar. Everything has been Shad Khan's money. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to be able to prove otherwise. Because I've never... I don't know what Tony Khan does for a fucking living other, other than taking daddy's money. Making ROH a developmental brand, though, is a kind of kick in the face of what ROH was. I mean, I remember when ROH started back in, what, 2003, 2004? And there was 50 people in a fucking small gym and it was dingy and it was dark, but it was badass wrestling. And you had some of the most badass wrestlers come from ROH. Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Shayna Baszler. That's just to name a few. So to make it developmental is kind of like slapping all the people that came before and the people that were there before they got all fired and let mm-hmm. go. I think, you know, make the library available for everybody. But if you're going to make it developmental, do not call it Ring of Honor because that, that's just a slap in the face of what Ring of Honor was actually about. Fair enough. No, definitely fair enough and everything. <sighs> and Anybody cocaine else? is a hell of a drug. <laughs> right. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Cool beans. All right, well, let's wrap this up with a little bit, with a little bit of a game. And Joe actually brought Joe actually brought the idea for this because we were DMing back and forth about today's game and everything. About today's show and everything. So we always wanted like we all we all love the fantasy book, trying to figure out what's gonna happen like going forward in the year and everything. So I wanna go around, give you a female, and because this is women's history month and everything, I wanna do just the women. And this is WWE and AEW. I want to give y'all one woman. You tell me what's going to happen with her this year. And Joe, since this was your idea, <laughs> uh, Ms. Bailey. Bailey coming back, becoming a world champion. Okay. I think that's all. I think that's all we need. She's going to come back. She's going to be the biggest star on SmackDown. And if she does get shipped over to Raw, she's going to be the biggest star on Raw. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's all we got. She's the best. All right. All right. Kayla, you didn't want to mention this earlier and everything. So your girl, Chris Statlander. I will bounce back off the reason I feel like Thunder shouldn't win um, because – like Jolie has stated, one that had busted her ass coming back from ACL was Chris Statlander. She came back. She got ranked number one. She got 
undefeated streak. I mean, she busted her ass left and right. She was constantly on the um, corner of Chucky and uh, Orange Cassidy backing them up. And I mean, that was the greatest thing ever just to see them working, see her working with them. Um, unfortunately, what happened, she gets all hyped up, all to only fall down to Britt Baker at All Out. That is why Thunder Rosa is her same position as far as the undefeated streak. And I feel like in rank number one, I feel like if you didn't want to push Chris Statland or somebody that's um, been working her ass off just as much as she did, why honor the break, um, undefeated streak now? Um, but as far as she goes, she's going to continue to kick ass, especially on the buy-in tonight. I hope she beats the hell out of Leela Hurts. Um, Leela Hurts? Hirsch, Hurts, whatever. It's going to be Leela Hurts by the time she's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as um, hopefully if she doesn't become AEW World Champion, AEW Women's World Champion by the this year, I definitely see her Maybe, hopefully, if nobody can take it off of her by then, I really hope that by end of this year, Chris Statlander will be our TBS Women's Champion. That's where I see her at. I see her being that and then building herself up. But if she gets the AEW Women's Champion before that, hell, it's going to be a miracle. And I'm going to be epic and I will be so excited, screaming and yelling and everything else. So might want to buy some earplugs earplugs for my mother because the day it happens... (laughs) There's going to, ooh, roof is going to race. But I just have that feeling just, I mean, they keep pushing her and pushing her. And my time, I think she'll definitely, if not AEW Women's Champion, pray that she'll be at least TBS by the end. Because I will jump back. Jade, every time she gets out, there's nobody out here that's beating me, blah, 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 beating everybody. And then that's when Ty Conti came out. Honey, you've already beaten her one time before. I don't know why she came out. But if you want to do it logic, yes, she was in the tournament. But not one time has she defended that. Not one time has she defended that title against Chris Statlander. So technically and logically, Jade has not beaten everybody for that title. That's true. All right. Well, speaking of Jade, because she was the next one on my list. Will. All right. What's happening with Jade? Mercy for Jade. I think she's going to lose the TBS. I, I'm going to be honest. I really like what Kayla was saying with Chris winning it. I, I see Jade losing it and then maybe getting put into the uh, the AEW women's um, title reign, but mm-hmm. hopefully a little bit more developmental. Like when we went to Dynamite, I love Jade's gimmick, her music with that guitar was just... So maybe just a little bit more developmental, lose the TBS to someone who's been... You know, Chris Statler, a lot of people don't, she, she's an AEW original. She was there. Yeah. So, and she just never got that, that push. So it, I like that. So, you know, let Jade maybe lose the winning streak. Maybe Chris takes, it's nice that cause you could piggyback off of it. Mm-hmm. Chris Statland takes, beats the, the record, uh, you know, that winning streak. And then we kind of develop a little bit, Jade, a little bit better on the mic. That way she doesn't have to have uh, the guy with her all the time. She can go solo dolo and then elevate her into the, uh, the AEW women's championship. All right. All right. So Daniel, one woman who's gotten a lot of hype, but never really gotten the final push and everything. Liv Morgan. Uh, I think she's going to win miss money in the bank. Okay. I can see her winning that. 
Like me, and then cashing in on either. I can see her cashing in on Bianca. Okay. Because basically the storytelling from that feud. Right. So something like that. All I right. Definitely see that. All right, Jolie. I'm gonna give you an easy one. No, no, no. Switch it up. Give me somebody harder. All right, Oscar. Oscar is going to come back, and I disagree with Mr. Daniel. I believe Oscar is going to be a money in the bank winner, and she's going to cash in on either Charlotte or Rhonda. Oh, so she's going to go to SmackDown because yes. she's a free because she's a free, wait she's is, she, is she? I think she's technically still a free agent. Okay, okay. So I would like to see her, you know, take her feud back to against charlotte and finally get that w against her you know get that monkey wrench off of her back just like becky would had oscar as the monkey wrench on her back so Mm -hmm. i think you know it'd be nice to see charlotte finally get her comeuppance because we already know what i was going to say about becky becky's going to go fucking crazy once she loses the title i already said that multiple times so i want to see see becky just go fucking ape shit crazy like i don't i don't (laughs) care i just want her to tear shit you know just go after everybody and be fucking maniacal and evil um so Oscar definitely needs to come back and you know take her rightful place as the top uh, of the women's division on SmackDown. <sighs> All right, All Kat, right. I've got one for you. All right, shoot. Zelina Vega. Oh, oh, one of the most annoying ever. <laughs> That's why I picked it because you don't like her. Yeah. All right. Well, here's an easy one to start. She's losing the tag title. Her and uh, Carmella are losing the tag titles at WrestleMania to Naomi and Sasha because, yeah, talk about stale title runs. This is definitely one of them. And and I know part of the reason is that WWE has, they're still, they, they've died down with the women's tag team division and everything, and they need to kick it back in gear. And um, Zelina has, Zelina and Carmella have not been doing that. So uh, once they got the tag titles off of them and everything, um, Zelina, Zelina, Zelina. I don't know how much longer she will stay with Carmella after that and everything. And she's going to be a pain in the ass as always. I, do I see a title, another title run in her, in the near future? Only if she wins money in the bank. That's, that's the best I can give you. <laughs> Now, if it was Sasha, I would have had another thing, but I wasn't going to give you Sasha because that was too easy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Because Sasha's my girl. I want to live. Oh, I want to live so bad. Oh, I know. I'm my, sorry. Oh, my. Liv, okay. I've become such a big fan of Liv. I used to get on her all the time because when she was out of the Riot Squad, her wrestling wasn't up to where my par standard wrestling. It was a little sloppy it was just a little slow pace and then oh my god when she had that match and with uh becky at day one i became a fan you could tell she's comfortable with herself so i want her so bad because i really want to see her win that championship i know it's like they need to like pull the trigger on her like it's like for real now it's kind of ridiculous all right so before we wrap this up so uh tell us about your uh, tell us about the podcast where they can find you all that jazz Joe, oh, uh, you will. Joe, okay. I, I will. That's all you, Joe. Go ahead. You're the big dogs. Right. Danny, you sure you want to do it? No, you're good. <laughs> all right. Um, 
You want to do a quick little plug? All right. So um, basically how we got this podcast started was um, in August last year, you know, I reached out to a couple people on my Facebook. Like, hey, maybe think about doing a wrestling podcast. Uh, Will and Dan, you know, reached out to me, showing interest, and we all decided that we were all losing interest in the product. We weren't a fan of it, um, and we still love wrestling. But there's a should be a way for us to be able to get back into it and show a little more appreciation to it. So we end up starting off a podcast. Um, if you saw the quality from then, from now, it's night and day. It was it was god awful when it first started, but it's you a way fantasy, for us to um, our fantasy bookings. Yeah, those were those were the days, man. But oh it's a god. way for us to just um, you know, get together, keep talking about wrestling, um, you know, try and do something different. Um, you know, growing up, me and Will, we we used to do uh, videos and channels together on YouTube and stuff like that, and. I know Danny since, you know, high school and stuff. So it's just, you know, a perfect storm, us coming together, you know. It's also a chance for us to, you know, make something that is where we can leave. At the end of the day, when we get on these mics, we put our headsets on, you know, we, we fire, fire up our system and stuff like that. It's a way for us to leave egos at the door. Um, whatever we dealt with for the day, you know, before we hop on live, you know. We'll have a quick little talk, you know, see how each other is doing. But once we hit that record button, it's all about the podcast. It's all about, you know, banding together as brothers and stuff like that. You know, we have some highs, we have some lows. But at the end of the day, you know, we're just three guys who want to, uh, you know, voice our opinions. And sometimes we know our opinions aren't always, you know, the most popular one. You know, I have unpopular opinions and stuff like that. Um and it's one of those things that uh, it's a way for us to vent. And, you know, you hear different sides and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, one unpopular opinion I had was, you know, I didn't think Eddie Guerrero was all that great. And, um, you know, takes took a couple years for me to figure that out. You know, he's slowly up there, but I don't think he's as great as everyone else. You know, a little bit over hype. But that, we can go into another story about that, you know. That's that's another topic and stuff like that. That's unpopular opinions, you know. Not we don't always have to have the same opinion, but we still have the same appreciation. There you go. Um, so that's that's how we uh, like to take approach. You know, Dan might believe one thing, and I might believe another, but at the same time, you know, his 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 opinion's valid, my opinion's valid, and we we go from there. There you go. All right. So, uh, where can where can everyone find y'all's podcast at? Um. Here, well, I'm gonna let you take this one because you you love the plug. I'm gonna let Danny take it, man. Danny is the um, face of this podcast. Man. Danny, he's Danny, the truest it, wrestling fan. I always like to give Danny his shine. Okay, so you guys can find us on YouTube. You just search up the Bump Boys, and on all social medias at the Bump Boys. Literally every social media. We don't. We're not on podcast yet because uh, Will thinks our mics need to get better. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. We tried doing the podcast wise. We're trying to do a sit down podcast, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, for all three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, since 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 y'all live close together and everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an absolute blast. And I apologize to Jolie ahead of time because she's got to edit all this shit. <laughs> I just got the thumbs up from her. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.